welcome to The Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. How are you doing, my friend? My warrior. I trust you are well and safe. Yes, I call you my warrior because that's what you are. You are living through a very difficult time in your life and doing the best you can to keep moving forward and to keep yourself in the best positive state. I always encourage you to write five things each night that you are grateful for in your gratitude journal. Now, if you aren't sure what a gratitude journal is or why I encourage you to use one, listen in to episode one of this podcast, which will explain all about it. But today, I want to talk to you about something you might find a bit strange, the gift of intolerance. Now, that title might have piqued your interest because we are usually taught we should be tolerant of so many things. Tolerant of the annoyances of everyday life, tolerant of organizations which we don't believe in, tolerant of people who harm us or insult us with no concern for our feelings. What I'm talking about is how much energy it takes to be tolerant of things that harm us emotionally and perhaps physically after we've experienced a loved one's death. Often, we hold our tongue and put up with these people's actions and statements because we are expected to by others, whether they are family or friend, and when we do, we harm our physical bodies and minds, holding in the injustice to our souls, which can fester and produce illnesses. When we tolerate those who don't do well by us, Dis-ease is created in our bodies, leading to sicknesses we don't need. Our stomachs turn in knots, we get headaches, our level of anxiety and stress rise, and we become enraged and want to scream back. Our whole system is upset, and we are not at peace. It can be as simple as your parent wondering out loud why you are so upset over the suicide death of a friend. After all, they weren't related to you. Your anger builds up because you can't understand how ignorant she could be. Doesn't she know how much you cared for him? Doesn't she know how much pain you were in? And she wants you to act exactly like you did before they took their own life. How can you not be different? You loved them. They understood you, and now you are left trying to understand why they would do such a thing and leave all their family and friends devastated from that one final act. 
Maybe your mother and father are telling you to start dating after the death of your wife. After all, you can't be isolated. You have to get out there and find someone to help you raise your children. And even though your mom dare say it, what she's really implying is she can't be your surrogate wife forever, living in your home, cooking your meals, cleaning your house, and raising your kids. Yes, she's very sorry for all this that you've endured, but she has a life of her own too, doesn't she? That she must get back to. Or the child who has now buried both parents, and she feels somewhat lost because there is no home base now. The home she grew up in is now sold. And most people think that is all part of life. At some point, we will lose both our parents, but it doesn't make it any easier. Some of us are fortunate to have our parents well into their latter years, 70s, 80s, even 90s, and that still comes with additional responsibilities, sometimes of caring for them. Some lose our parents very young, and we yearn for the full family we feel we were entitled to. After all, many of our cousins and friends still have an intact family, but not us. And when holidays come, we either go to our relatives' homes and feel the loss, especially when watching our aunts, uncles, and cousins exchanging presents and interacting with one another. And you aren't. There's really no one to deeply interact with. It's kind of a superficial connection now. And sometimes it can be as simple as what someone, with whom we have no connection, might say that jars you and makes you decide you won't take on additional pain. Like when, just a few weeks after I returned to work after Angela's murder, I was in the bathroom and two girls were fussing about which color blouse to wear that weekend for a certain party. I remember listening to this back and forth and back and forth and thinking, is that the most important thing in your life that you have to worry about or be concerned about? I was incensed. Here I was, dealing with so much. My former husband was home under the sheets, unable to work. His children were falling apart. I was working in a company where the partners were less than sympathetic, and that's to say it mildly, and all these girls could do was wonder whether the yellow or orange blouse was suitable for a party. There were no parties in my life at that time, none whatsoever. Now, while I didn't say anything to them, I let that fester inside and tried to act nice and not look affected. But what they didn't know was while they were having this entire conversation at the sinks, I was crying in the stall. Because to me, this was frivolous. It was irrelevant. It was stupid. And for them, it was all normal. They obviously never had anything seriously happen in their lives. And here I was with the weight on my shoulders. So I wanted to discuss this with you because there is no need to tolerate anything when you are in so much pain. 
It may take a little while, but you will get your courage back. If you are dealing with people in your life who were once considered friends, and now they don't have the compassion toward you that you thought they should or would, it's time to distance yourself from them. They may have other agendas that aren't yours or can't be yours because your emotional pain is paramount now. You don't have strength to go partying or strength to join this or that group. You only have enough strength to fulfill your daily obligations to yourself and perhaps your children. You don't have the desire to save the world because your key ambition now is saving yourself from all the pain you feel. You don't want to hang out with people whose judgment you don't agree with. And there is nothing wrong with that. At this point in life, you need to consider yourself first. Distancing yourself geographically or online might be necessary. Because when you are grieving, you need to focus on your own life. You need to focus on what will bring you peace, joy, and calm. There may be people in your world who you were the counselor for, and they still think that you have the strength and energy to help them. But right now, you do not. There is a part of you which may seem quite fragile. That's the word I used to use when everything and everybody around me expected just too much of me, and I felt totally misunderstood. I felt fragile delicate, like I could only take so much more. When we feel like this, we don't have the strength to be tolerant. Yes, people expect it, but we can't deal with it now. And we just have to back away from those who don't understand us. And all of this is okay. There are always going to be people who insist and demand we see life their way that we get better quicker than we can, that we go back to work quicker than we can, that we engage with them quicker than we can. And consequently, we may lose friends along the way, and that's perfectly fine. Sometimes we lose friends from the moment of our loved one's death, because grief is messy and they aren't mature enough to see you in sorrow and pain. But one day, they may grow up when death knocks at their doorstep. And perhaps then, they will better understand how difficult it is for you now. But if those friends and relatives leave you, don't worry about it. There will be other friends who take their place. Friends you meet at a bereavement support group who completely understand what you're going through. Neighbors whom you really never knew only saw in the hallway or down the block, and they hear about your sorrow and now check in on you from time to time and bring you meals or offer for you to come over and share a meal with them at their home. Life is really strange sometimes, and definitely while grieving. So be conscious of the people in your life and what they are offering you. If they are on a crusade of their own and you don't have the strength or desire, you need to become intolerant. Intolerant to blending in. Intolerant to what others say. Intolerant to what they expect from you. You need to be selfish now 
as selfish as you can be. You need to take the time for yourself, quiet time, alone time. Stress can build up easily, and you must give yourself peaceful time so you can grieve and remember your loved one. All those people who have their agendas don't serve you. Let them be. Introduce people into your life who love you and care for you and want the best for you. Because people with agendas only focus on their issues and themselves. They can't give when all they want is to take. Be kind to yourself. Know that selfishness right now is paramount for your wellness. Love yourself and let others who are true love you back. Do what you can to have a calm soul. Meditate. Pray. Allow only loving people into your life. You deserve that. So who in your life have you felt you needed to tolerate? An in-law? A parent? A sibling? A child? Have they made you feel guilty concerning the death of your beloved? Made you feel less than, now that you are not coupled, choosing not to invite you to gatherings without a husband? Who is making more stress and anxiety for you than you deserve? I believe it is in our best interest to eliminate these folks from our lives. Next time they want to engage with you in person or online, simply decide to take a step back and disengage. A little at first, then perhaps altogether, based upon the level of emotional abuse they are trying to inflict on you. And as time goes on, keep pulling back and back further and declining their invitations or their notes so that you can live a very peaceful life. There are just some people who will continue to eat at us, and there is absolutely no need to tolerate such abuse from anyone, especially when you are going through the grieving process and need all the energy and strength to just take care of yourself. When we are little, we are basically taught that we have to put up with everyone's nonsense because it was the respectful thing to do. But I'm here to tell you that at this point in your life, with all you're going through, you do not need to be doing anything of the sort. Choose who you will spend time with wisely. Don't be bullied into having to spend time with anyone who does not have your best interest at heart. There is absolutely no need to be tolerant of anyone who is not good to you. There is no need for you to accept invitations to places you do not wish to attend. In the beginning of your grief, you probably think that you have to put up with all this bullying from others, but that is the farthest thing from the truth. As you grow wiser and stronger, you will realize that this is your time of need and you don't have to put up with this. There is absolutely no reason to feel guilty about being intolerant. You might have been raised to believe that you're supposed to tolerate everything and everyone, but when you feel so badly and when you are suffering after the death of a person you love deeply, you don't have the strength or energy or the desire 
for that matter, to become tolerant of anyone or anything that is not serving you and helping you at this moment, no matter how old they are, what relationship they have with you, what their views are, especially if they are counter to yours. Perhaps they don't believe in God and you do. There is no need to waste time with someone who has decided they want to sway you away from your religious beliefs because they have no relationship with God. If the friends you hung out with are trying to convince you to do drugs again with them because it will ease your pain now, you would do well to release them from your life since masking the pain with alcohol and drugs only provides addictions and trouble you don't need now. You've got plenty of sorrow all on your own. No need to allow those folks into your life to temporarily fix your pain, but get you hooked long-term, giving you even bigger problems. You absolutely have the right to say no. Please, please remember that. So this week, I would like you to sit down and start to look at all the relationships in your life whether they are person-to-person, -person, whether they're online, or whether they're on social media, and really consider who in your life is for you. Who in your life actually celebrates you, wants the very best for you, and loves you dearly? Then weed out the people who you feel you've been tolerating. Maybe at first it's just declining invitations. Or maybe it's not answering every single social media post that they send your way or every text that you receive. Maybe it's just realizing that you need more quiet time for yourself and you don't need to accept every invitation or every phone call when it comes in. Yes, you can actually let it go to voicemail. There's nothing written in stone that says you must pick up the phone when it rings. You can always listen to that voice message later on. Your time is valuable right now, and your soul must be as calm as it can be for you to live through such pain and sorrow. You already know that life is very short too short to be tolerant of those who waste your time and are the takers of the world. Even if you settle in on a very short list, like I have, you will feel more at peace and enjoy your time with the givers of the world. And I can't think of a better wish for you. So now it's time to get up and dance, dance, dance. Wiggle and move your body. Sway back and forth. I know it might seem wacky, but just do it for me anyway, okay? Thanks so much for listening in today. 
remember to write five things in your journal each night that you are grateful for. Visit my website, marymac.info, for your free book. Please subscribe, rate, and review my podcast wherever you've listened to me, and do share it with those who might benefit from it also. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak to you again soon.